1: And we are going to timestamp this one because uh, we're talking about some things that are ongoing or changing. Uh, Today is December 14th, 2021. I feel like the listeners are getting a real behind the curtains peek of how much we recorded one day. Right. stuff
2: we're timestamping. But we have to, or we will be told, this is out of date. We know.
1: Yep, yep. It was in date, mostly when we at least. It, Right. Exactly. In date, up to date. So yes, as we mentioned in our previous Monday mini, we are coming to the end of 2021. And we wanted to do a few episodes rounding up some amazing stuff women have been accomplishing recently that have been in the news. And this is our, our musical edition of ladies Ooh. smashing some records and being absolute powerhouses and breakups. So many breakups. All the breakups. <laughs> uh, I will say some of the women we are talking about
2: have been listening on Spotify and every yep. time my partner goes, should I be worried? <laughs> what are you trying to say to me? What is happening?
1: Me too. I've been listening to them a lot. I have songs from all of these women on my tragedy fan fiction playlist. <laughs>
2: oh yeah. I did, I did tell him at one point. I was like, look, let me just pretend like we broke up. And be sad, okay? I just need this.
1: That is a fan fiction plot. That is a fan fiction plot that actually featured the first person we're going to talk about, Olivia (laughs) Rodrigo. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect segue. Um, (laughs) But they're also on my sad but hopeful more upbeat fan fiction playlists on oh, these women. Okay. Let's start with Olivia Rodrigo, who was just named Entertainer of the Year by Time Magazine at just 18 years old. Rodrigo, who already had a fan base thanks to her work with Disney, released the single Driver's License in January and it took off a TikTok staple that was also featured on an SNL skit, um, which we talked about on this very show, actually, when we talked about, mm-hmm. like, sad. Like, why do we get these love songs that are so sad? Yes. Why do they speak to all of us? Yes. Yes, and she actually later ended up performing that song on SNL. And yeah, people of all ages and backgrounds have really loved it. Really connected to the teen angst of it all. Of it all. Yes, yes. On January 23rd, 2021, she became the youngest solo artist ever to debut at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. The song remained on the Billboard Hot 100 for eight weeks. In May of 2021, she debuted her album, Sour, and it was praised by critics and fans alike. Sour became Spotify's most popular release by a female artist in the first week with 385 million streams. The album garnered seven Grammy nominations, including Best New Artist and Song, Record, and Album of the Year. Spotify announced she had the Most Stream, Album, and Song of the Year, And she appeared at the White House to encourage young folks to get vaccinated. So, a big year for her. And we should say, like, uh, we are condensing a lot of what these women have accomplished to this year. To Um, this year alone. We know they're really huge... All the years. Yes, yes. And also a lot of the women we're talking about have kind of broken each other's records like really recently. (laughs) Right. So there's also that, but still a lot, a lot. While Rodrigo will return for season three of the High School Musical series, she has also said, quote, songwriting is the thing I take most seriously in my life. It's the most personally gratifying too. And it's something she's been doing since she was very young. Um, And in light of what's going on with Taylor Swift which we are going to get to, she has a deal with her record label to own her masters. That is the copyright to the recordings of her songs, something that hasn't traditionally been granted to artists. She has faced accusations that her songs sound similar to others. She credits Swift and two members of Paramore on her tracks, two separate tracks. And she's been open about how it's been frustrating to have her creativity called into question, but also that it has been a learning experience about the business side of music, something she claims is absolutely critical as a musician. And this is part of a bigger conversation, which we don't really have time to get into right now, but we are going to touch on more about influence and crediting and, yeah, ownership in the music industry. It's just, it's really a big conversation right now. Um, here's another quote. Young women are constantly compared to each other. I'm the new this, or this woman meets that woman, and that could be reductive. I'm just Olivia. I'm doing my own thing. It's meaningful when people recognize that. Yes. yes.
2: I will say, I don't know many of our songs. I think I can recognize one or two, because even though, yes, teenage angst can't travel all over the place, I feel like I'm... I'm Eavesdropping on the younger kids. Uh, if I'm doing this, you know what I mean. Like I'm, like I'm not sure. Is, I'm not supposed to be listening to this. I think this is not for me. Like not because I don't want to. It's just more of like right. permission wise. Am I supposed to? <laughs> I don't know. But I know she uh-huh. does a good job, and yes. she's got a lot of the feels. And speaking of oh, yes. the feels, uh, mm. we have to talk about within this season of broken hearts, Adele releasing her newest album, Thirty perfect, her single Easy On Me quickly swept through all the hearts that have ever been broken, whether it was a paper cut or the deep tear that still makes you tear up today, though it happened way back in second grade. Mm -hmm. I still think about you, Matt. Just kidding, I don't. And (laughs) her album became one of the fastest selling albums in 2021, and this being only her fourth album since her original album 19. So it's kind of funny because she doesn't release often so therefore we anticipate it so much yeah. more and it is a big Adele. Um, and it's highly anticipated by not only her fan base but again, most people with hearts, right? You yeah, can have My mom
1: loves Adele and I, I I, was like right when I heard this, I pre-ordered it and I was like, that's a Christmas gift <laughs> for my mom Absolutely. which I already gave her because I couldn't wait.
2: <laughs> of course. Well also stuff like that most likely she would buy for herself. Exactly, so you're like, Don't that's do what it. I
1: was worried about. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, and yeah, and her standards and ideas have brought on a new functionality on a mega music app. Spotify. As a woman in, uh, with a specific intent when it comes to the crafts, she has been able to convince Spotify to change its default option of shuffling the album by having the album play as it is laid out in her records in this intent. She tweeted, this was the only request I had in our ever-changing industry. We don't create albums with so much care and thought into our track listing for no reason. Our art tells a story and our stories should be listened to as we intended. Thank you, Spotify, for listening. Um, um, and yes, there came a lot of mixed reactions because people love the shuffle button. I am one of those. Uh, mainly because I am still scarred by iPod. When you would crank the car, Ooh, if it yeah. was uh, plugged in, that the one song kept playing every time and you ended up hating yeah. it. I really uh-huh. think that was the generation for me. I'm not going to lie. In <laughs> uh-huh. um, <and> which Spotify <laughs> responded on their Twitter, anything for you. As they should, um, but they did also release a statement saying, "Quote: As Adele mentioned, we are excited to share that we have begun rolling out a new premium feature that has been long requested by both users and artists to make play the default button on all albums." Again, this is from a spokesperson from Spotify talking to CNN. Uh, they continue: "For those users still wishing to shuffle an album, they can go to the now playing view and select the shuffle toggle. As always, we will continue to iterate our products and features to create." the best experiences for both artists and their fans. And we know Spotify has kind of a uh, spotty hey. his, uh, record when it comes to... Yeah, I did it. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to uh, how they treat their uh, artists. Uh, mm-hmm. Just recently, all the comedians are slowly pulling off their albums because they're not giving the credit in the monetary compensations that musicians are. So we do see a lot of that. But it's good to see that they're talk- listening to one artist I guess. (laughs) And to no one's surprise, her single broke the most streamed song in a day this previous month. So she's been breaking records as well. And if you need some more Adele, as we all do, she has signed on for a residency in Las Vegas, which is to start in January of 2022 at the Coliseum of Las Vegas Caesars Palace Hotel titled Weekends with Adele. I like this. And we'll perform two shows each weekend through Saturday, April 2022 for 12 weeks.
1: Andy, can we go? I wonder if we can get the company to pay for it. Yeah, I think oh they need gosh. to. Oh my gosh. We needed I to make this happen. I think need to. The other day, I was listening to Adele and I was drinking wine, and that song, Wine, came on. <laughs> and I was sitting there, like, you. Were you I'm just feeling? crying into your wine? You well, were. That wine, I only soak up wine, makes me laugh. <laughs> And then you cried into it. And then I cried into it.
0: Can I rant for a sec? Please.
1: who has also had a huge record-breaking year. But before we get into that, let's go back to this master's thing. So this is really complicated, and we're going to try to condense it. Um, I imagine a lot of you have looked it up. But briefly, Taylor Swift's master's have been sold three times without her consent. Swift's former label, Big Machine Record Label, was acquired by artist manager Scooter Braun's Ithaca Holdings, LLC. And Taylor Swift and, and Braun do not have a good relationship, to say the least. Swift calls him a bully and said he was, quote, the definition of toxic male privilege in her industry. Um, And Braun then sold the masters to her first six albums from her debut album to 2017's Reputation um, to a private equity firm called Shamrock Capital in 2020 for $300 million. The earned back value is speculated to be around $450 million, though some think that thanks to Swift's actions, uh, the value could be substantially less Um, And she's been very open about her unhappiness with this and how she feels she was not given a viable option to purchase the masters herself. She said, quote, the fact is that private equity enabled this man to think, according to his own social media post, that he could, quote, buy me, but I'm obviously not going willingly. By not owning her masters, she doesn't benefit from them. She can't control how they're used in terms of things like movies or television, and is limited in what she can perform at concerts. So this is 10 years of her life, her life's work out of her control, without being consulted about it at all. In an effort to lessen the value of these masters, Swift pledged to re-record them herself, a pledge she has so far upheld. Her contract allows for this after a certain amount of time has passed. Like, normally, there's a pretty long period, but um, she probably has one that's shorter as, like, just the album cycle period. When she signed her new contract with Universal Music Group in 2018, she secured ownership of all albums she would create with them, including. The re-recordings. Smart. Yes. Very, very savvy. This year, she recorded and released Fearless and Red, Taylor's version. Um, When Red was released in November of 2021, Spotify announced it broke two records in one day. One for the most streamed album by a woman in Spotify history with 90.8 million streams, beating the previous record held by Taylor Swift with 78.7 million streams for 2020's album Folklore. She also broke the record for most stream female artists in a single day with 122.9 million streams. She broke a record held by The Beatles for over 50 years in the UK with the fastest run of successive number one albums ever. Her 10-minute song, All Too Well, Taylor's version, broke the record previously held by Don McLean's American Pie for longest song to hold the top spot on the Billboard Top 100 for the longest period of time.
2: That is a very specific one. (laughs) All time,
1: okay. Keep going. No, that's a big one for like a long song to hold that spot for that long. And so this song, that's like fifty years before she broke it. I think, right? um, In between, and so she sent McLean flowers, and he was like, "Oh, this was the best." Um, She also broke the record for most songs on the Billboard Top 100 simultaneously by a woman. The 26 songs from Red Taylor's version. And just FYI, throughout her career, she set 30 world records. Now, I do think Adele, some of the records you mentioned, broke some of these records. I'm pretty sure. Right,
2: I can't remember because they came out around the same time. So yes, I don't know who outdid the other. Either way. But amazing. But that's like, I was like, okay, I just said the previous month. I'm going to just hold
1: to that. I think they can't. Yeah, they did come out right around the same time. I think Adele came out a little later. But anyway. So many trying in wine. Yeah. Oh, oh. But this whole thing has jump-started a conversation around, yeah, ownership of music and the treatment of female artists. This isn't the first time Swift has been vocal about how the music industry screws artists and songwriters over, financially and otherwise. She started a whole conversation about streaming services like Spotify and artist conversation. Um, Like we were talking about with Scarlett Johansson in our previous episode, Swift is one of the biggest musicians out there. So if this is the kind of deal she is getting think of what artists without her resources and further impacted by intersections like race are getting, Um, and also younger artists. It's another example of women facing off against mainly male-led industrial leaders just to get what they're due. She's definitely not the first artist to speak out about this by far. Prince was very outspoken about his belief that artists should own their music, and the Beatles, TLC, Kelly Clarkson, and Kesha have fought to get their masters back, among others. So, very big conversation. Mm -hmm. But this whole thing has also changed the industry. Fans and corporations, including iHeart, which is interesting because we don't technically own this, um, have pledged to only (laughs) listen to the Taylor's version of her songs, which so far have surpassed listenership of the originals in a short amount of time. Olivia Rodrigo spoke about how this influenced her to make sure she got ownership, as we discussed earlier. Music labels, meanwhile, are putting in stipulations preventing artists from re-recording their work. So like trying to get around... Right. This whole thing. I'm telling you,
2: there's all these like sneaky things. Because when we were talking about previously about the uh, mandatory arbitration, it was Mm -hmm. specifically after people started suing for not giving them their wages and or any discrimination. And they're like, oh, we're having to pay too much in legal fees. And oh, they may win lots more money than we want to give them. So after that happened, that's when they're like, you know, we're going to sneak this in so you can't sue us. And we don't have to pay you a lot of money. And we can still look good. Yeah, this aftermath thing is interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. It's very annoying for a lot of reasons, because like again, if you can't afford a lawyer, or I can just imagine being so excited to get a deal and being like, right, uh, I don't know what that. Means. I think it's okay, and then you sign it, and then later, you're like, what? <laughs> Well, I
2: mean, you and I could talk about it personally without even just jobs and having to learn from previous hosts and me coming in with no money. Like, I can't afford it, a lawyer. How did y'all do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no wonder yeah. people just signed on the dotted line because they're like, well, it's more than I was making.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's why having those, having women speak up about it and kind of share their experiences right. and what they learned is so, so, so important. And yeah, if I, I know I joked about this with you, Samantha, but I was looking at all the album's she has left to re-record if she continues. And if I was anybody who had done her wrong, I'd be raising funds to buy her masters to get them back. <laughs> so, re-record it.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's definitely this, like, oh, this <laughs> meme of, like, uh, the past exes who are running away. pretend Like, they have so many like, of the Taylor Swift fans or people just in general are like, oh, they better watch their backs. It's happening. Mm-hmm. It's
1: coming. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. And those conversations about militant fan bases, the power of nostalgia, which is I find really interesting because I've heard a lot of people who are like, I remember listening to this when I was so much younger and now it's like still resonating with me. Um, Current lawsuits that Swift is facing, weaponization of memory. Those are topics for a different day. Uh, But yeah, this is huge conversation that is happening. Right.
2: I did want to talk a little bit just quickly about the current lawsuit that has happened over infringement rights uh, for the song Shake It Off, which we know she kind of did some uh, copywriting of specific phrases and such, but uh, this actually started in 2017 by songwriters Sean Hall and Nathan Butler who wrote the songs Play Is Gonna Play for 3LW, Three Little Women, really cute little hip-hop group if you don't know. It was originally dismissed in 2018 by the U.S. District Court, but has been repealed and is set to go to court in August 2022. And it's big news because they're actually having to go to court uh, instead of just doing settlement. So it's going to be an interesting conversation for sure.
1: Yes, and we will see... How that plays out. Um, and then we to around this this list out with Megan the Stallion, um, who topped TikTok's usage catalog for the second year in a row. It's true.
2: Um, and if you have gone through TikTok like I have, I've seen the dances. I will say one of her big songs kind of missed one of the dance routines because it was when That's all right. the black creators stopped. It was like you try it yourself. Yep. And it was quite comical. We did talk about it because yes. the instructions <laughs> were there and they still did not happen. But Mm -hmm. all of that to say. um, And there has been a bit of drama with Megan Thee Stallion, so we did want to talk more about that. Not talking about exactly her past abusive relationship with Tory Lanez. Forget him. But we're actually talking about more battles with the labels and one of the battles happened with BTS which is the big K-pop group that we all know and love uh, with a remix of Butter which by the way is one of the number one songs um, even with the song's success in the Billboard's number one spot for over nine weeks Megan's lawyers had to sue her label 1501 after the label claimed quote the song would not be good for her career and requested on top of that a $100,000 fee for it to be even released and would take the profits of the song so all of these things happened because they would not release the song. Um, Her lawyers had to request a restraining order to, quote, keep the label from stopping the release. So they were just going to flat out do this. Um, There are so many questions, including from Megan, why there was such a pushback from them with even Megan having to remind them the value of international exposure from this massive group, this collaboration, which has been talked about. Like, they've been kind of talking about it back and forth on Twitter, wanting to collaborate, and everybody was really excited about it. And it was getting a lot of publicity. Uh, She was was granted the order by a Texas judge and has since then released the single, which is fantastic if you haven't heard it. Definitely yeah. on my listing. Um, and this is the second lawsuit she's had to file against her record label in order to release her own work, which by the way, again was her previous album, which is on some of the top of the charts, including in TikTok. Hello. Um, <laughs> she's also requested to be released from the record contract, but at this point I've uh, not heard anything about that, if that's gonna happen or if it's even going into court. And of course we have to talk about the amazing fans who always has to take that extra step. Um, after the legal implications of the release of the remix of butter, fans of both artists raised over a hundred thousand dollars in support of Megan and donated to organizations like Black Women for Wellness, Women for Afghan Women, and the Houston Food Bank. So amazing. When we talk about the yeah. fan bases, my gosh, they get done. That's all I have to say. Thank about you. That. And also we wanted to tell our personal friend, I wish, Megan, congratulations on her graduation from Texas Southern University with a bachelor's of science degree in health administration. And she tweeted, good morning, hotties. It's graduation day. I can't do it like her, so I'm not going to even try. Hashtag. Megan, the graduate, and talking about all the women who've been influences in her life, including her late mother uh, and her grandmothers. She also talked about the possible future plans, saying, you know what? I'm going to open an assisted living facility and use the money that I make from rapping to open it. Then I'm going to let my classmates run it. So I love that idea. I love that she continues to push forward and
1: grows. This is beautiful. Yes. 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 All of this. So inspiring. We're seeing women really shaking up things and getting like technologies to change. Love it. Love it. And we get all this fantastic music out of it. Well, listeners, are there any artists that have been on your playlist <laughs> at the, the end of the year? Any songs we should shout out? Any artists we should shout out? Please let us know. You can email us at at momstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I'm never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Who is also killing it. Oh, yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've never told you is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.